All right, we did it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back. Nathan Holritz here, your host, and uh, we managed to sort through a number of technical difficulties, including my power just like randomly shut off. I think we've got some minor storm coming through in the area, and I'm hoping that doesn't happen again during this episode, but my apologies for the delay in going live today with this live stream. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Of course, this episode and all episodes are produced by Photographer's Edit custom editing for your professional photographers, wedding photographers, portrait photographers, and uh, you can go to photographersedit.com to learn more. It is my privilege today to have a brand new guest on the show, and, and we're actually getting into a really interesting topic, but Kate Story is here with me today. Kate, thank you so much for kind of working through the tech issues with me. Uh, I think we're going to make this happen. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Nathan. I'm excited to be here. Well, and, and I was telling you before we start, because I know it's, you know, it's so easy in business and especially in the photography industry, I guess we all get used to saying certain words and phrases over and over again. One of the things that I noticed a lot on social media, and I'm guilty of it too, um, and I'm sure I've said it a million times to the podcast, is I'm excited, dot, dot, dot. Like that's a phrase that you hear. So excited <laughs> to announce, so excited to have, so, you know, and we say these things over and over again, so much so that I think the, the words begin to lose any sense of significance. Um, and so I told you before we actually went live, I was like, look, I'm, I'm genuinely excited about this, this topic today because I think it's an important one, maybe one that's under discussed. We're specifically going to be talking about how to write better website copy so that we can book clients more effectively. And um, we're going to get to that topic here in just a second. Let's actually introduce you and your business, your brand to the audience here. And I'm, I'm getting to know you as well with everybody else. Talk to us a little bit about the brand position for Book More Brides. What do you all represent and how does that stand out amidst the marketplace? Absolutely. Well, yes, um, my husband, Nick, and I are the owners of Book More Brides, and we teach marketing and messaging to wedding business owners so they can book more weddings and make more money. At the heart of it, that's everything that we do. We are teachers at heart, and we love showing how to use marketing and sales uh, to your advantage. A lot of very foundational, structural things that need to be in place, but then also some fun things as well to kind of uh, be able to connect in a better way with your clients. Okay, I'm really impressed actually with the with the intro part of that. Go back to the first phrase, the summation of the brand position. You, do you mind repeating that one more time? Of course, yeah. Now we teach marketing and messaging to wedding business owners so they can book more weddings and make more money. Okay. That's, that's everything. And, and, and that's what I love about that, and we're gonna talk more about this today, is the simplicity, number one, I mean, you can you can say that sentence or that phrase within, I don't know, five seconds or so, um, maybe not even that much. And it's also using very practical language. Another thing that we're going to talk about today during the show, because I think a lot of times photographers tend to get creative and cute and trying to be a little bit different and artsy. And, and so the words that they use, they may mean something to the photography industry. They may mean something to the photographer. But to the everyday individual who doesn't have any context as it relates to the photography industry, they don't necessarily make a lot of sense. So actually having somebody talk to them in normal human language <laughs> actually goes a long way. So I love that you're able to do that so concisely. And I'm going to pull up the website here real quick. And we can see here at the top of bookmorebrides.com, everybody listening in, bring in more leads and close more couples. And that's an even more succinct summation of that brand and what it's about wedding business marketing and sales training coaching and done for you services and one other thing Kate too and I asked you about this before we got started but you actually have a background in the videography world is that right yes well truthfully my my main training and this is why everything works so well with book more brides is my background is in marketing public relations and communications uh, that's how I was 
kind of formally trained. It's where I spent a lot of my years before I came to the wedding industry. Okay. Uh, but my husband and I started a wedding videography business, actually a DIY wedding videography business, uh, built off of our own wedding experience. Uh, we were not able to hire a videographer for our wedding, and it is honestly one of our biggest regrets. You know, even now we've been married, uh, it'll be 18 years this year. And uh, we still wish that we had been able to hire one. So we yeah. had got, just gone to a friend's wedding. Uh, you know, we had our brand new iPhones there, which they're getting better and better all the time. And we had just thought to just, just grab some video because I thought, you know, she's gonna want some of this. And afterwards we're just like, gosh, we wish this would have been possible for us when we got married. So we ended up uh, forming a company that allows people to share for uh, guests, family members to be able to share their video. It's professionally edited and provided for couples who may uh, either want a different style than traditional videography or who may be uh, on a budget and need a more affordable option. And is that a business that you all are still running? It is, yes. What, what's the name of the, the, what's the uh, website? Excuse me, I'll pull that up. Sure, it's called Wedio. The website is getwedio, W-E-D-D-E-O.com. And that is uh, that is has become a it's it's a passion project for us still. Uh, our main focus now is on book more brides. Uh, both my husband and I focus on that full time. But that is uh, where we started in the wedding world, and it is still a passion for for me especially because. Like I said, it was just one of our biggest regrets. I wish that we would have been able to have something like this available to us that would have made it a little bit easier. Or we've actually had a lot of couples that have come to us that are looking for something different. They um, they appreciate a traditional videography style, but they're looking for something a little different. So we've uh, some of our, our more fun weddings that we've been able to work with have been uh, a Batman-themed one on the top, like in Chicago, very, you know, foggy night, everything yeah. very Batman-esque, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was a lot of fun. But we also tend to work with a lot of couples who, you know, maybe like us, uh, were married young. We were 23 and 24 when we got married, and uh, we just didn't have a whole lot of uh, expendable income. So uh, having something like this and still be able to capture those memories, to have uh, the voices and the movements of the people that we love, uh, you know, would have meant so, it means so much to us now, and it would have meant a lot to us to have then. So it's uh, really an honor to be able to do that for other couples as well. That's cool. That's really, really cool, actually. Okay, so I, I pulled that up on, on screen for everybody. Remind everybody of the, the website, just in case you're curious and they want to look it up themselves. Yeah, absolutely. It's getwedio.com. Get, G-E-T-W-E-D-D-E-O.com. Get, okay. -E okay, cool. Well, I, I asked that question, though, because I also like to give context to our listeners. Somebody's coming in and presenting an idea, a topic to our listeners on the show. I'd like, them, I'd like the, the listeners, the photographers listening in to know context have context to where is this person coming from why do they even have the right to be telling me what i should be doing with my website just a little bit of context is always helpful and you have some experience here in the industry so i appreciate you sharing that let me jump to the next question but let's talk about customer experience another one of the common questions yes. here on the show what's the big idea behind the customer experience that you are bringing mm -hmm. to i guess at this point it's more about photographers or, or industry probably videographers as well um, mm -hmm. through book more brides what is the central idea behind providing a great customer experience for those clients? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we do work with wedding professionals of, of every stripe, uh, you know, venue owners, uh, everybody out there, but photographers do tend to come to us a lot. And regardless of what your, your offering is, your style, anything like that, 
understanding your client's emotional needs, which is you know what they really want from your photography, that is so key because I'll tell you, it is so much more than just beautiful photographs or a record of the day. Yeah. Your clients want so much more from you. And so when you can understand that and understand what is the emotional driver behind that, that is what will be the game changer in your business for marketing. Cool. And we're going to actually get into that. So I'll save any follow-up questions for later in the conversation. Let me jump to the next question then. And that has to do with time management. And you talk mm. about having, you know, married life in and of itself can take up a lot of, shall we say, mental resources, emotional resources, time, obviously, if you want to spend any effort developing a relationship. So when you're juggling, juggling family life and then you're also juggling, in this case, multiple businesses at this point, it can be a bit challenging trying to find some level of balance. And I know that word is a kind of a funny thing because it's going to look different for everybody. But what's the big idea behind, I guess, finding a little bit more freedom, more flexibility for yourselves as business owners so you do have some sense of balance? No, I totally understand that. Uh, we also have four children. So, <laughs> so we, are, we, are a, <laughs> we are a busy bunch over here. Yeah, yeah they range I in age from, from five to 14. So mm. uh, we've, we're starting to get into that very, very busy time of life where our oldest is, you know, she's going to high school next year. She's got all sorts of activities. And now we've got a little one who is just start restarting the journey here. And so what I have found to be most helpful uh, with, with everything, whether it's my personal or business, is really uh, having time block setup, which I think is, again, something that, that people tend to, it's a concept they know about. Mm -hmm. But where it really clicked for me is that I once heard from an organizing expert that we often overdo the time that we spend in certain areas because we're worried we're not going to be able to do it again later. Like, you know, for example, if you're, you know, you're really focused on, you know, editing and you're like, you're, you're in the flow and everything. And you're like, oh, I've got so much coming up and everything. I'm just, I'm just going to spend a little bit more time doing this. And you tend to kind of overdo it, mm -hmm. you know, in that area, because you're like, I, I don't know when I'm going to get a chunk of time like this again. So what I had heard from this organizing expert is when you have blocks set up and you're like, this is my work block, this is my personal block, this is, you know, anything like that, however you want to break it up. It's knowing that you're going to have that time again and when it's coming, that is the game changer because then it's like you can kind of let that come off of your mind and you're like, okay, all right, I can stop here because I know tomorrow at you know 10 a.m. I'm going to be able to pick this back up. I have that set in stone. I am going to stick with that. So it's okay. I can set it down for now because I have a dedicated time and space to be able to do this tomorrow. Yeah. It, it can be hard to be disciplined. I mean, like you said, a lot of people know about the idea of time blocking. The mm -hmm. question is, do they, first of all, do they actually make the effort, take the time to come up with a schedule of sorts that works for them, number one, but then two, do they actually do that thing consistently? And I realize like stuff comes up, we're not always going to be perfect with our schedule, but 90% of the time, because if we do that thing consistently, then we're easily going to be able to get the work done that we need to. If we're intentional about creating the right schedule and then we follow through consistently, it's, it's the like, oh man, I need to do a time block schedule. I listened to the book of podcasts and Kate told me about this thing. And so they, they go and do it for two weeks and then they fall off the wagon and, and mm. then you lose the effectiveness of it. And then in, in some cases, I think the subconscious kind of assumption is, oh, that didn't really work. What, what didn't work is that we didn't follow through on the thing consistently. And I've realized more and more being a business for myself now for what, 20 plus years that it's the little things done consistently that ultimately help us get further in business. It's not about doing the, you know, having the big fancy workflow and showing up and doing that for two weeks at a time. It's about doing the small things consistently. And time blocking certainly is one of those things. Do you have any recommendations 
as to how listeners can maybe carry out that idea of time blocking more consistently? Well, in that same uh, from that same organizing expert, I remember her saying, you have to build a schedule that you love. Like it shouldn't be like I, I should be doing it at this time. And, you know, it's it yep. becomes like this robotic thing. It's like you should be building a schedule that you're actually excited about for the day, like thinking ahead. Like when you look at it, is it like, OK, this feels really good because I know I've given myself enough time to do the things that I need to do or maybe I don't really want to do, but I, I have to get done. Right. But then I also have things built in that I can look forward to. You know, I've, have I built in, you know, uh, time with friends later in the evening or later in the week? Um, have I built in, you know, some time for myself? some quiet time building enough rest but for me especially it's giving yourself grace because like you said there you might get really excited about it for a little while and I tend to be like this I'll get really excited about something for a little bit I'll stick with it for a little bit but then something happens you know one of my kids gets sick or you know we have a you know something that comes up and it's just it throws everything out of whack and it's giving yourself that grace to kind of like say all right you know I got off track I can do this again and pulling yourself back on and saying, I can do this again. Let me give it another shot and and allowing yourself to understand that you are going to mess it up. You're going to you're going to, you know, have some times where it's not going to go perfectly, but if that's OK and you can try again. Fair enough. I, I like that. OK, so let me we're talking about time management. Let's get into, I think, one of the most incredible elements of time management, time savings as a business owner, and that's delegation. And obviously I own an editing company, photographers edit, so it's natural that I talk about this. But I also, because I've run that company now for 15 years or so, I understand how much time, not only delegating editing can save, but delegating administrative tasks, album design, accounting, and of course the list goes on even into our personal lives, what we can delegate for the sake of creating a bit of space for ourselves, having a better balance like we were talking about. Is this a concept that you've applied in your business? Have you seen any success in it? What's that been like for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I will admit to you, I tend to be one of those people like, uh, if you want it done right, you do it yourself, <laughs> which is not a good thing when you're a business owner. It's yeah. not a good thing when you're running a household with many people in it. Uh, you do have to give up some of that control. You have mm. to f- be willing to, okay, someone else can do it just as well as I can. It's all right. But really understanding, especially when I understood what my time is worth, and if the task that I'm doing you know, if, if it produces less than when I charge hourly, and obviously this is, we're talking from a work perspective, right? Um, but if if I'm, you can even take this into personal actually, you know, for, for people, uh, I know sometimes people feel guilty about having someone to clean their home or to, uh, to outsource, you know, uh, any financial tasks, things like that, even on a personal level. But the thing is, if the time saved is significant enough that it would allow you to do something that would, uh, that would be of higher value either in your time dedication, whether that's now freeing you up to have more time with your family, or perhaps allows you to be able to take on a client that otherwise you were spending a lot of time editing or trying to figure out uh, a lot of different things uh, from the inside the business point. When you realize how much your time is worth, I think that makes it a little bit easier to switch off of that and to say, okay, I can hire somebody at this rate, which is still, it should be a fair rate, but they're able to do this and accomplish it. And now I'm able to do something that has a higher value, whether that's monetary or a a personal value to you. I I think, and I I think that's actually a really great point. I think a lot of times, and I've heard this even the podcast from from guests uh, on this show that the, the, the tendency is to go the direction, do the things that they quote unquote like to do, 
and then delegate the rest. And, and instead, I think the focus should be what you just suggested, which is what is a higher value that you need to actually be focusing your time on? Because if we're using the logic of I'm going to do the things that I like to watch, I like to watch Netflix. Does that mean I'm going to go watch Netflix for five <laughs> hours because I, that's what I like to do? Like that, that kind of logic I don't think really adds up in the end if we're trying to build a business that's going to scale and be sustainable over time. So I like that approach that, that you're suggesting, which is focus on the things that actually add value, that drive the bottom line at the end of the day mm -hmm. for you as a business owner. And then those things that we can delegate to somebody else so that we have the freedom to focus on the things that, that create more value. We could probably do that with you know 90% of what actually goes on in a business day to day. Uh, we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to set our ego aside and give up a bit of control like you were talking about. But at the end of the day, we need to focus on the stuff that brings the most value and whatever the scenario is that we're focusing on at that moment. So I, I love that. I think that's really, really good. Um, okay. I, I, it's tempting to park there because I, I have more questions that I, <laughs> there's more to talk about as it relates to this topic, but we'll keep going because I really want to get to this, this conversation about copy, website copy. Mm -hmm. For anybody else listening in who has, has not used Photographer's Edit, I'm just going to throw this out here. Photographer'sEdit.com, book a podcast is the code that you can use to get 40% off your first order at, at photographersedit.com. Make sure you take advantage of that and save a little bit of time during this busy season coming up. I, I used to shoot, Kate, 40 weddings a year. The post-production oh, wow. from that is just, it's mind-boggling and it just drove me insane. I had to find a solution myself and so I ended up creating one, but um, I hope photographers listening will take advantage of that. Speaking of, we have a number of you streaming with us. Um, don't hesitate to ask questions, comment. You can send us funny emojis if you'd like to, uh, as Kate and I are having this conversation about how to book clients more effectively using website copy. One more question for you before we get to that main topic, Kate, and that is mm -hmm. a favorite self-help book or business book that you would recommend to our business owners, photographers listening in? So from a business perspective, I, I, I love to read uh, personal development books. Um, I'm actually a big fan of John Acuff, uh, both the start and finish books. <laughs> <laughs> that he that he's written those are great but from a and that that does help a lot with uh with the business side of things as well but uh in terms of my particular uh craft uh with writing and marketing i am a huge fan of donald miller so the building a story brand book is uh absolutely worth a read um i actually prefer the audio version because you know he speaks uh it's it's him that that reads it and uh to hear his uh his inflection and the way that he that the emphasis that he puts on certain topics yeah. uh, i really enjoy reading that it's definitely one that I read at least once a year, sometimes multiple times a year, because it just helps me as a as a marketing professional, as a writing professional, uh, to stay sharp and to remember how to translate this over to our wedding business owners that we work with because that's where I feel like like my superpower is, is I understand marketing and writing concepts and what really moves businesses forward, what really connects them at a deep level with their clients. But I know how to put that into uh, you know examples and terms and ways that, that make sense for the wedding industry and in general for people who have more of a service industry focus as well. Yeah, well, and I, as you were talking, I actually pulled that up on Amazon. I'll do it again here. Um, and it's funny because, I mean, Donald, and I'm, I agree with you, first of all, Kate, this is one of the most practical, most applicable marketing books out there. Whereas a lot of business books have kind of that 80, 20, you know, 80% fluff, 20% actionable information. Donald's book is kind of the, the flip-flop of that. And it's a super easy read. 
or an audio listen as well. And for anybody who's actually streaming with us, you'll see on screen, I've purchased, just purchased this book, the actual physical copy, or maybe a Kindle version, 10 times to give as gifts to people, probably another 10 times at least, maybe more for the audio version to give as gifts to people because it really is a super powerful book. The other ones you mentioned were John Acuff, and I'm gonna pull this up real quick. Um, I think the first one is, that's on the list here, finish, give yourself the gift of done. And then the other is start, punch fear in the face, escape average, do work that matters. Are those the two? Those are the ones, yes. Okay, and cool. what I, I love about him is is he uh, he has, I think his brain uh, works similarly to mine. It, it can be very uh, bright and shiny, very exciting to, you know, I love uh, content creation is actually one of my favorite things in the world because it's like, I love coming up with ideas, new things all the time, right? And so I think he works very much the same way. He is also a, a writer. And so to be able to distill uh, and kind of encourage you like, okay, first of all, make sure you are not allowing only ideas to drive mm -hmm. your your business uh, efforts. You know, make sure you have a strategy, move forward correctly, right, right? right? But then making sure you're finishing those projects, you know, because it's so tempting to to focus on the excitement of starting a new project, you know, and then when you get to the end, which tends to sometimes be tedious, you know, wrapping up loose ends and things like that. Uh, he has some wonderful uh, recommendations in that book in particular about how to make sure that you are staying staying the course, you know, not getting too distracted by new ideas, um, but also not letting that passion, uh, you know, escape, not not getting so focused and, you know, robotic, as you kind of mentioned earlier, yep. that you're able to uh, to do what's needed, but still have a passion for what you do. Okay, cool. So we're going to we're going to link to all of those books, all three books uh, in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. And uh, y'all make sure you take advantage of that, that resource. Those of you listening in, bocapodcast.com, show notes are created uh, for each and every episode, actually, it links to resources, including these. So uh, check those out. All right, Kate. So we're going to get into the topic here, how mm -hmm. to book clients faster with better website copy. And let's start with a question. You've kind of alluded to this. I think we both did earlier in the conversation, but I've had this kind of hunch for, for a while now that there is a bit too much focus on portfolio, the, the so-called quality of images or the style of images as it relates to building out a photography website, the emphasis put on that for the sake of booking potential clients um, versus maybe focusing on a little bit more on the value proposition, communication of value proposition to a potential client. And I'm curious your take on this. What, what do you think should be that, I guess, the balance, the ratio of focus on actual photos for a portfolio versus more creative, not even creative, more effective copy for the sake of converting clients more effectively? Yeah, no, first, I completely agree. Uh, yes, you need to showcase your work so that your clients understand what you have to offer. They can get a good example of it. And visuals are definitely important to couples, but you need to connect with them on an emotional level. And images can only take you so far in that regard. So a picture might be worth a thousand words, but your clients need 10,000 words to buy from you. <laughs> that's just that's just an estimate. <laughs> just, mm. uh, but basically what I mean by that is that, um, as you mentioned, there, there tends to be sometimes, I think, especially from photographers, a reliance on the image simply because that is your work. That is what, what speaks a lot of times for your quality, for your art, for your artistic level, right? But your clients need to understand that while they wanna see the images, they also need to understand how you're going to make this experience real for them. Like you brought this scenario, this beautiful image to life for these people, but how are you going to do that for me? How am I going to know that that you could? This wasn't just a flash in the pan or a uh, you know just a, a, a luckily timed you know shot or something, right. and that right. there's actual skill and art behind it, right? 
Well, and, and I would actually take it a step further and say even more than the so-called skill in art, which 95% of our clients can actually even, or probably can't even relate to it on, on any nuanced level, right? Photographers put so much emphasis on style and post-production. And of course, owning an editing company, I've, I've seen this over and over, heard this over and over again, but photographers care about that, like the, the three points on a slider in Lightroom and our, the end client just doesn't. And, and so now we're doing it for ourselves. And as a result, we're wasting a lot of time and effort and energy because it has nothing to do whatsoever with booking a client. It has everything to do with our ego or how we're trying to impress another photographer. And that may sound a little bit blunt, but at the end of the day, we're running a photography business. And so we need to be thinking like a client, not thinking like a photographer. And we have to learn to make that distinction. But I, I want to use this as a segue to my next question. And you, you alluded to something, which is we've got to speak to the emotions of the client. I saw this happen in the last 20 years, being a photographer. When I first started, you know, it, it was more commonplace, at least in the market that I was in at the time, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, where, you know, the, the average wedding photographer, a good photo was like a bride and groom stiff and posed and, you know, fake smile and shooting with medium format film. And, and the idea of photojournalism was not commonplace. And it was old white men that were kind of leading the photography industry. And we've changed a lot. We've gone from that to more free flowing journalistic style photography, some fashion oriented as well. Uh, photographers are making more of an effort to develop personal relationships with their clients to some, in some form or fashion. But to support that effort, they've spent a lot of time talking about themselves. And the idea is if I talk about myself and what I like and the things that I like to do and how I spend my time, that I'm gonna be able to make that so-called emotional connection that you talked, to, talked about, Kate. What I would venture, my hunch is that we are actually talking about is speaking to the emotional needs of that potential client. That's what actually what we're talking about. And yet photographers are just talking about themselves endlessly. When you yes. go to their, you know, the front of their website or go to their bio, the about me section, and it's a little bit exhausting. And, and also at the end of the day, how effective is that in actually converting a potential client? So again, similar to this question about the emphasis on portfolio versus effective copy, where we're speaking to needs and desires, of potential clients, what would you say the ratio should be of talking about a photographer's self, which I realize we shouldn't throw out altogether, um, talking about ourselves as photographers versus, again, speaking to the needs and desires of potential clients? Uh, well, a ratio, and I, I hope this won't offend anybody, I really believe it should be 90% focused on your clients and 10% focused on you. And that 10% really should be in the about me section at the bottom of your homepage or in a separate page altogether. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because when your clients are coming to you, first of all, you may be one of 50 other photographers that they've looked at, right? And so if you're on there and you're using all this beautiful language, you know, you're talking about like you capture beautiful photographs and your editing style. And, and as you kind of mentioned earlier, a lot of times photographers will even like mention like the equipment they use and things like that. And it's like, they don't they don't know about this okay they don't they don't know what that means they don't understand how that's going to help them get their the right. images that they ultimately want right but it's this is how you have to you have to be focused on their needs okay it needs to be showing them how you stand apart but that's not going to matter in terms of who you are the way that you're going to stand apart is by saying hey I know what it is that you really want. I know this is the end product that you want. I know this is the end result that you want. And this is how I'm going to help you get it. And whenever clients come to us, like I said, they may have looked at, at 50 other photographers, depending on whatever event that it is that they're looking to have photographed. And if we are not showing them 
that we care about them because they're coming to us with a what's in it for me mentality. They're coming at it from a perspective of, okay, what can you do for me? How are you different? What are you going to do? Are you going to be able to answer this and do this for me? And we're not going to be able to do that if we're talking about how uh, every Wednesday we love to take our golden retriever for a walk with our caramel lattes. And it's like, it just doesn't, (laughs) I actually have, I get really passionate about this. I actually have an episode on our podcast where I talk about like building an avatar. We have seen some incredibly detailed avatars, which are great for running ads. It's great for understanding like the demographics and things that you need from like a more technical standpoint. But we have seen photographers and videographers who will, I mean, Literally, at one point, it was a 10-page front and back like foray into who their avatar was, what they do on a daily basis, what their childhood was like, you know, what they their hopes and dreams are for the future. And I'm like, but what about your client? Yeah, this is what not if, a therapy session for you, the photographer. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what does this matter? Yeah. We have to be able to show them that we understand what they value. Because when we show them and we can tell them, not just in our pictures, but telling them in words that we know what it is that we value, that makes us valuable to them. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, it's funny. I just saw a Friends episode. Do you watch Friends or have you watched Friends? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. So I just saw a Friends episode and this, I don't remember the exact name of the episode, but in this particular episode, Joey's trying to figure out how to give a gift, like a really great gift to his oh, girlfriend. Yes. I think it's her birthday. <laughs> Yes. And at one point, his idea of a gift for the for this new girlfriend, this girl that he's dating, is a pen with a clock on it. And he th- just thought that that was the coolest idea, right? <laughs> but I think, and it, it's a funny episode, but I think it also brilliantly represents what's going on in the photography industry a lot of time, which is that photographers are thinking like photographers. They're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about what mm-hmm. they like. They're thinking about, even if they're not conscious of it, what other photographers like. And that's actually what their efforts reflect. They're not actually getting to know the person or the people that they're wanting to connect with and then learning to speak their language and learning to speak to their needs and desires. And that's what we actually need to do. Otherwise, we're going to be Joey with a pen that has a clock on it. And, and we can laugh at it, but unfortunately, that's happening over and over and over again. So mm-hmm. um, it very likely in the case where you know photographers are talking about themselves endlessly or they're just everything's about the, the photos, but nothing communicates the, mm-hmm. to the potential needs and, and desires of the client. So to that end, I'm curious, uh, and I, you mentioned to me at a time, you've got a few specific ways that photographers can learn to speak the language of their potential client. Will you share those with our audience? Yeah, so with your website, you really need to make sure, and, and you're talking about the copy in particular, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so when it comes to the copy, we really under, need to understand, as, as we alluded to earlier, you need to understand their emotional needs. And the best way that I can say that in a you know more clear way is understanding what is their why behind one of these, these pictures, okay? Is it that they want to connect with family? You know, if they're doing a family session or even with, with a wedding, uh, you know, are they looking to uh, have these pictures show and create a connection with family? Uh, do they want artistic value out of this? Knowing what you're capturing you know, uh, uh, with with your uh, with your style and everything, and knowing what it is that they ultimately want, that is what needs to drive your content. And then the images have to work together with that. So we can't really have you know uh, these these extremely detailed pictures or like ones where you know we're really focusing on like you know the rings next to the bouquet and the shoes and everything. Beautiful artistic photos, but is that what your couples want? You know, and I'm using wedding examples because that's, you know, that's our business focus. But uh, with anything that as it relates to your artistic or your photo- your photography style, 
we need to make sure is like, what is it that they ultimately want out of this? And I know that uh, your, your last guest, she was talking a lot about understanding uh, how they want to ultimately uh how they want to ultimately use these photographs, right? Mm. How they, they're to be displayed, um, how what they want to see, sure. all those kinds of things. So we need to show that on our website, but we also then need to use the words and have them connect. Because if we're saying, you know, we, we know that you want this and, and you know, this is how we accomplish this, but you have a picture that's a complete departure from it or is so different simply because you happen to like it and you feel it's a great showcase of your talents, we're not going to make that emotional connection. It's going to be a disconnect and they're going to find somebody else. Okay, so if we are going to then write more effective copy, I mean, we have to mm -hmm. understand, learn to understand the, the needs of the potential clients. And it yes. begins, number one, then with understanding the motivation behind their mm -hmm. desire, in this case, to purchase photographic services. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And, and I mean, I, I think about, I guess, a very basic business concept is that mm -hmm. if a business is to succeed, it effectively solves a problem Mm -hmm. or provides for a desire that someone has. Um, and in the case of wedding photography, I guess we could say that it's a combination of those things, right? They, it, I don't know if you'd even call it a problem. They have a wedding coming up. That's a good thing. They need a wedding photographer, also a good thing. So this is more of a desire that we're meeting. They, need, they want a particular photographer. I guess maybe the so-called problem or the, the, the issue that we're solving is the nuance associated with that. So they want a wedding photographer, but they want a particular type of wedding photographer who has this list of services to go along with their brand. Um, and if we know that that potential client wants those things, then we need to be able to effectively communicate what our brand represents specifically, the services that we provide, um, the way in, the, in which we do that. And that's where we're ultimately able to meet those desires or, or needs more effectively. Mm -hmm. Okay, so first, actually, I would say they do have a problem. They do okay. have a problem. Okay. They need photographs of their wedding day, and they have one shot at it. Oh, they have one way to okay. do this. And this is why I think, especially when it comes to wedding photography, and again, this can be translated to uh, you know senior photographs, you know, family issues. There's a lot of different things you can turn this into, but focusing specifically on wedding photography for this example, they have one shot to get this right. And this is why couples, we, we have to make it so clear that we understand what it is that they ultimately want. And it, ha it, it actually is not our photographs. It's not the photographs that you're producing. It is either the, the feelings that those photographs will then, that when, you're, when they have them back, that they will produce in mm -hmm. them and the people they love and care for, mm. but also feeling like they got this right, feeling like they're not gonna have regret over it because it didn't meet whatever their particular need was. And if I can give an example, so we have uh, photography clients that we, we've worked with. Um, they are Chicago-based, they're a couple, and uh, they really were just starting out, and they had a beautiful style, but they really weren't sure, like, how to how to describe it and, and how to connect. Like, they were photographing weddings, which is what they ultimately wanted to do, but it was, like, in front of like barns and stuff like that. And they're like, that's just, that's not what we want to do. And it's not what our couples really want. It's just, they were kind of doing that because they, they weren't really sure. So when we dug down and the way that you do that is you keep asking, why do they want that? What does that mean for them? How is that going to make them feel when it's all said and done, right? You just keep going down layer by layer by layer. And when we really got down to it, they said, well, our couples want for their friends to walk into their house and see their pictures and be like, oh my gosh, this should be in a gallery somewhere. This is amazing. Where did you get these done? 
that is what their couples want. They don't want uh, a picture. They don't even want like detailed pictures of, you know, like I said, the, you know, it's kind of a cliche, I guess, but the ring and the shoes and the bouquet, right? Um, nor do they want um, even like things where, it, where it's like a, like a candid moment captured or anything like that. They want things where it's like, it's high art, it's gallery worthy, it's artistic. So when we worked together, that was the, the uh, statement that, that I helped them to create is that they are artistic wedding photographers that they are this is what they do because first of all that catches people attention we're not using uh you know soft focus or anything that again is very uh, you know photography you know photo uh, industry focused right sure. it's sure. not something we would say to each other but it's something that they would say yeah i want my wedding photos to be artistic and i think sometimes especially with photography because this tends to be a passion for a lot of people it is an art form it is an expression of their talent and creativity i think sometimes we feel like we're being too basic if we use words like that. It's like artistic, yeah. well, wah, wah. You know, it's like, <laughs> like is that really like, that, that doesn't speak to the ethereal nature and everything like that. It's like, no, you're, especially when they first come into your website, you need to come out the gate strong and clear with what it is that you can give them based on what you know that they want. Because if we don't do that, we have six seconds to get people to decide whether or not they want to stay on our website or not. Six seconds, that's it. They actually form an opinion of your business in less than a second. We have, I think it's like 0.6 seconds, 0.5 seconds for them to decide whether or not they, you know, what their opinion of you is. But six seconds for them to decide if they want to scroll down, if they want to hit that contact in your book a consultation button. We have to come out of the gate strong and clear with saying exactly what it is that we know that they want, showing an image or images that are backing that up and then saying in very clear and basic language, not you know treating them as, as if they're stupid or anything like that, but just very clear, not uh, you know high level or industry term, but real person talk like you were saying earlier. Sure. We have to do this right away or we're gonna lose them. Okay, so I wanna, we're gonna come back to like the practical application, how to actually write that more, yeah. write more effective copy for the site here in just a second. I wanna get back to how we even get to know the client's uh, desires, needs mm -hmm. first. Uh, before we get to that. So I'm taking notes here old school. So I got a notebook I'm, I'm just referencing, but I'm this, this first step is to learn to understand the why behind the motivation mm -hmm. behind why this person's even coming to my website, looking for photography so that I can more effectively speak to those needs and those desires. Uh, you mentioned that there are kind of three specific ways that we can develop this clear understanding. So what's the second one? Second one is that you don't stop at your first answer. <laughs> okay. So really, we so as we might say like, okay, what is it? And the way that that we we start to figure this out is okay. We say what is what is it that they ultimately want? That's the first step, right? Is what is it that they ultimately want? And you might say things like, you know, oh, they want um, they want beautiful pictures. Okay, but what does beautiful mean to them? Does that mean, uh, you know, is do, are they looking for something with kind of a, a, a soft feel? Are they looking for something that is grand and artistic? What does beautiful mean to your particular clients, okay? And another, you know, a pushback that we sometimes get from photographers or other wedding pros is, well, I serve a lot of different kinds of clients, you know, so how can mm. I say one thing or the other? Right. There's always going to be a connecting thread. So there's going to be some sort of, and this is again at a heart level, at an emotional level, that it is that they ultimately want. Because if you go back and you think about clients that you've worked with, and if you're just starting out in the business, then think about the clients you want to work with. 
what is it that they all tend to have in common? And some it, it can be different things. Like I said, either they want an artistic focus, they want uh, where it feels like they're it's showing um, connections between family, or uh, there's going to be something, some connecting thread that you'll be able to find. So you have to ask yourself the question first, but then the second step is you keep going down further. Why? Like I was mentioning, asking like, well, what does that mean to them? Why is that? How are they going to get to that? And you're just going to keep going further and further down. And eventually you're going to get to a point where you're going to feel it in your gut. Like you're going to be like, that's it. Like, and it's, if you're not quite there yet, if you, if you don't have that feeling, it means you need to go further and just keep asking yourself those why questions, because I really do believe that we know what our couples want. We know what our clients want, but we just can't always find the words to express it. So we have to keep challenging ourselves to go further down. Yeah. And they can give us those words literally. Um, I want to come back to that actually, because I'm curious as to how we go about having these conversations to learn these things, but let's go ahead and get to that third point. What's that third step to better understanding what our clients need and want? You just said it. It's going back through uh, past reviews, uh, even uh, emails, direct messages, but looking for emotional words or stories that your clients told, okay? Because sometimes, uh, you know, if they leave a review, they might say, oh, you know, it's I, I loved my pictures and everything. It's like, yeah, okay, that's a generic statement. Hopefully they love the pictures, right? But what is it that they were surprised, like you, you need to start looking for like emotional, like stories almost that they're telling, okay? What were they surprised that you caught, like a moment, okay? Um, what do other people tell them about their pictures when they see them? Uh, how do these things make them feel? Even if they don't outright say it, how do you think it made them feel when they tell you some of these things like this person said something about my pictures or I felt this way on my wedding day? You know, think about, again, what what emotion is that bringing out? And it might at first, like I said, seem a little obvious. But if you keep digging a little bit more, so if they're like, you know, oh my gosh, I love my pictures. Um, I, I love having them on the wall and everything. Okay, well, what does that mean? Let's think about, let's go to deeper level. I love I love seeing them every time I walk into my home. Well, what does that mean? It means that it's creating, uh, these pictures create an emotional connection, but you have to think for your particular style, how was that done? How did you do that? Was it because you were showing, uh, you know, this really special moment? between uh, the couple or between their family members? Was it because it has that artistic value? Is it because other people came into their house and they want people to be impressed with the artwork that they're seeing? Or like, oh, look at how sweet that picture is. Oh, that's so wonderful that you got that moment. There's always gonna be a reason behind that and an emotion behind it. So the best thing you can do is look for those things first. And like you said, if possible, use their exact words, because if they're saying it, it is very likely that your other clients are going to say something, if not the same thing, something very, very similar. And that's how we start to connect, how we start to make that connection with our clients, because now we're, we're saying their words back to them. And it's really cool because if you start, if you get this right, you will have people say it back to you. We've had our clients have told us this. We've worked with them. They put it on their website. They're like, I was just in a sales call and they said exactly what's on my homepage. That's what they said they wanted. And it's like it's not they had the website up or anything. It means that you're connecting with them at a deep level. You're giving them what they want. Okay, well, let's just use this then as an opportunity to transition into mm -hmm. the practical application. We've talked mm -hmm. about how we can establish some level of understanding of our potential clients' needs and desires so that we can speak to them very specifically. What does that actually look like practically when, when it comes to writing copy for the homepage of our website? Mm -hmm. 
So when you're writing your web copy, there are really three important things that you need to clearly say. And like I said, right away, because we only have a few seconds to get to grab their attention and keep them focused on us and want to learn more about us. But you need to clearly say what it is that they want, which is their emotional need. We need to tell them how you can deliver on that thing for them, okay? And this is where you can talk about a little bit of your preferred style or method, but you have to always remember to Community, like bring it back to what does that mean for them? How is that going to give them what they want? And a lot of times we can do that by using so that statements. You know, uh, I know that you want this, so I shoot in, you know, uh, I do lightly posed photography so that you feel comfortable in front of the camera. Just bringing it back to them and what it is that they want. But then the third thing is that we have to tell them the emotional end result that they're going to get when they choose you, okay? And that means painting a picture with words of how they're going to feel when they're sharing their wedding album with their grandchildren, when they are uh, having their guests are lingering over a framed photo at their next party, okay? Whatever it is that they want after their photography session has ended, after it's long over, right? We need to clearly say how it is that they're going to feel when they've achieved that because Essentially, you're going to you're taking them through a journey, right? They're coming to you because they do have a problem, uh, you know, wh whatever it may be. If it's the if it's their wedding, like I said, it's their one shot at this. If it's a senior, it's like this is their last year of, of high school. You want to capture this moment in time. It's a family reunion. Well, it's going to be really hard to bring everybody back together, right? <laughs> There's many different reasons for that, but it's like you have to think first. Say what it is that their problem, the thing that they're struggling with, finding, and then saying that at an emotional level. Then second step is making sure that you are showing them how you're going to accomplish that. And not in industry terms, but saying how the way that you photograph or your style uh, and, and the way that you work with your clients even, how that is going to help them achieve what it is that they ultimately want. Okay. And then that third step is very clearly saying that emotional need, how they're going to feel when it's all said and done, they've got those photographs, mm. how are they going to feel when it's long over? I, and I was, I was actually, as you were talking, I was jump, I jumped over to the website. So uh, mm -hmm. for everybody listening in, I'm going to actually pull this up really quick. So everybody listening in, if you go to bookmorebrides.com, you can see this on the homepage. I scroll down mm -hmm. a little bit and there's a statement. One of the, the headings says, stop stressing about leads and get back to doing what you love, what you love in your wedding business. And, and I, as I'm looking at this outline, number one, we need to actually speak to what it is that they want. Um, I want to get back to doing what I love in my wedding business. And, and I realize that statement there is a little bit general, but it's playing to that idea. Mm -hmm. Number two, how you can deliver on that desire. Um, and the number three, emotional end result. So you don't have to, to keep stressing about the leads uh, or about getting those leads. We're going to help you do that, get those leads so that you don't have to continue to stress and you could actually get back to doing what you love in your wedding business, which is the photography or which is working with the clients or same com some combination of the above. But do you have any other, I guess, examples, practical examples that we can share with our listeners, whether on this site or, or maybe you can just share some uh, out loud what statements like this, what this copy would actually sound like? Because again, photographers are so used to writing copy that sounds cute and and fun and creative and they're used to talking about like you said themselves drinking lattes mm -hmm. and hanging out with their you know <laughs> with their dog or their partner or whoever it is but they're not used to this very simple direct practical copy and mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily sound creative but that's not the point so what what does it what does it look like what does it sound like 
Absolutely. Well, actually, I, I do have a framework that I teach our clients inside of our programs where it is it is a very clear framework of exactly what your clients need to see. And again, this is tested. Uh, we have, have done this for several years now with our students. And, and this is where you start to get those responses where those couples are saying things back to you. Those clients are like repeating back essentially what is on your website. There really is a framework to be able to say things and show things in the right place and saying it in the right way so that you can make that, that, um, that connection with them. But it's also making sure that you're having a balance, okay? It's it's making sure you're focused on them 100% and what it is that they're, well, 90%, like we said that that uh, that percentage, that ratio earlier. It's making sure that you are showing what is important to them, what it is that their ultimate needs are, going through the kind of the three-step process I mentioned earlier, but then showing them that you know how to make that come to life. And when you have all these things lined up, what it's going to do is it's going to take the stress off of them because when your clients come to you, you are an unknown quantity to them. Even if you were referred out by a friend or someone that they care about, they don't really know you yet. They don't really know your style. And ultimately what that boils down to is they don't know if they can trust you. They don't know if they can trust you with this important moment in their life that they're willing to spend the money and the time to have it professionally photographed. So we need to build that trust with them. And the way that we do that is by saying and showing them what it is that we know that they want. Taking the time to get to understand that and then clearly saying it and showing it on our website. Because when we do that, then we're gonna be able to show them like they kind of like start to lower their guard a little bit. They're like, okay, I'm feeling like like they, they know what I want. They're getting me, they see what it is. But then understanding that you know how to make that happen. You know how to bring that to life for them. And the thing is, when you do this, when you put in this work, you have this correct framework in place and you're saying the right things when you know you've got it correct from an emotional level, your couples are going to, your clients are going to come to you pre-sold in your sales conversation because you've already answered when you follow this framework, you've already answered like three quarters of the questions that they sure. would have otherwise brought to a sales conversation. Yeah. You've already done that. You've taken that stress and that that worry off of them. So now when they come to you, they're like, okay, this person's really good. I love what they do. They know what I want. Now I just need to ask a few personal questions that, you know, they couldn't, you, you can't, you know, answer, you know, what it is that they personally uniquely want in their situation. But that's what the sales call is for. And that's how you do that. But it takes away all of that stress and you feeling like, especially in a sales conversation, I apologize, a little bit of a sidestep, but a lot of, we find a lot of our wedding pros come to the sales uh, call and they, they spend like, like the first 10, 20, 30 minutes talking about like all their, their credentials, their certifications, you know, how they're really good at this and how many people have worked with them. And when you're doing that, all you're doing is kind of reinforcing with these couples that it's like, you have to prove your worth. Like, like let, me, let me tell you how amazing and professional I am. When you've done that on the front end with your website, you don't have to worry about that. Now, when you get into that sales conversation, it is you're able to be fully present with your clients, talking about what it is that they personally and uniquely need yeah. and making sure that you are giving them that unique solution that they want. Sure, so I, I mean, I understand the framework. We're gonna to speak to what they yeah. want, how you can deliver on that desire, and then mm -hmm. the emotional end result. But I'm curious if you can share a practical example. Because the one that I pulled up on your website kind of halfway yeah, went there, so but I'd love to, to be able to share, whether through a website or maybe you could just speak it yeah. out loud, some practical example of what that copy would sound like. Absolutely, let me recommend our uh, the photography clients I mentioned earlier. It's called 8handsphotography.com. If you go to that, it'll give you a really great example of uh, 
of how we pull this all together because they have a really amazing uh, main image that really shows, and they've you know they've they've made it their own. They've customized this, and and as they've gotten to know their clients better, because now they've really grown. We are just I'm just I, I talk about them all the time because I'm just so proud of them. When they were starting off, they were they knew they wanted to do this full time. They were starting just starting off in their business. They were both in full time jobs with two small kids. She has now left her business or left her her uh, full time job. She is doing this full time. I think he's not far behind. And so to see their growth has been so encouraging. But if you go uh, so here, uh, let me see. I'm not sure if that one. Nope, that's more about them. But do you see how this wasn't at the front here? See, it says growing up in Chicago, you know, and talks about them. That wasn't at the front. That Correct. wasn't at the that's top of the, the, the website. Yeah, so I'm exactly. going up to, so, to the top here. So talk to me about where I can find that copy. Yes. Yeah, so first we have here the artistic Chicago wedding photographers. I call this the headliner statement. Okay. This is where you have to come out strong with the words because we've got the image here. Beautiful. It's like, oh, wow. I love that. It's but artistic Chicago wedding photographers. Now we're, we're echoing in words what the image is showing us. So if you scroll down just a tiny bit, the come on in part right here. Okay. Your love isn't ordinary. Your wedding photos shouldn't be either. This is like and in essence we worked with them together to create this statement because this is in essence what it is that their couples want they do not want cookie cutter wedding photos they don't want things where it's them posed you know where their hands are together and you know like like how like you were saying earlier where it's very stiff and and everything like that or even ones where they're like by chicago landmarks or something like that it's like no they're saying your love is an ordinary you are someone who you are a couple who wants more and your your love is so unique so you, shouldn't your wedding photos reflect that? And then underneath that, it goes a little more in depth and detail into how they bring that to life for them. So they've come out strong saying who it is that they are, who it is that they like to serve, the style that they have, but then also saying, hey, you're, you, are, you are a unique couple. We know you want unique wedding photographs. That's what we're gonna give to you. And here's how we're gonna do it. Okay, cool. So yeah, that framework is, is really simple and straightforward and direct yeah. and I think will help kind of maybe minimize the fluff too for photographers mm -hmm. if they actually follow that they're specific to it's specifically speaking to what that potential client wants yeah. they then share I mean and this can all be done in, in a phrase or a line each um, so it yes. doesn't have to take a lot of copy either how can no. that desire be delivered on um, through the service that you're offering and then mm -hmm. speak to the emotional end result as a result of buying in. And that person's like, Absolutely. oh, I want to feel this particular way. They're saying they can deliver on this. Mm -hmm. Sold. I'm in. That's kind of the Absolutely. idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because now you've made that connection with them. You're showing them that you understand what it is that they need. You're showing them that you can deliver on it. You're showing them that you you know that they want to feel like this. So this is, this is what you're focused on. You are laser focused on giving them their end result and how they want to feel at the end of the day with your photographs. And like you said, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't mean this has to be a book. Now, it does need to be slightly balanced because especially as we talked about, I think a little earlier with, with photographers, uh, the, the websites do tend to be very image heavy. And while typically you would have a little bit more in photographs simply to showcase uh, your style and your work, uh, you don't you don't want to go too far on either side. And similarly, when we work with other wedding professionals who may not have the photographs, well, we can't make it all copy then either, can we? We have to make sure these are working together, that they're echoing each other. Uh, but it's, it doesn't have to be a book. It doesn't have to be this massive description of what it is they want and everything. It's being clear, it's being succinct and getting right to the heart of the matter. And sometimes the, the most simple and basic ways of saying 
and setting up things, whether that's your website copy, your emails that you're writing, your social media strategy, whatever it is, often simple is the best. Don't get too fancy. Don't get too in the weeds or trying to follow too many trends or anything like that because that tends to get us focused off of the heart of things. And that's connecting with your clients, being helping them to know that you can give them what it is that they ultimately want. Because they have a lot to choose from. They have a lot of options and we have to show, this is how we show that we're different. It's how we stand out from our competition because very likely your competition isn't doing this work. They're not taking the time to say and show what is of value to, to their clients. They're doing the, the fluffy copy or they're doing all photographs and not making that connection. So when you can do that, now you're standing out. You are showing that you are different, that you have a deeper understanding of, of them and what it is that they want. And that's going to elevate you in their mind and truly demonstrate your value. Well, Kate, I appreciate you making time to share with our listeners I think, again, what is a very practical, applicable outline and structure for writing more effective copy for the site. I know this is a pretty extensive process that we can't necessarily cover in complete detail during an hour podcast. So uh, if you will just briefly share a little bit about the service that you offer, the consulting services you offer to wedding professionals um, to be be able to do this. Absolutely. We have a membership program. Uh, We also have a group coaching program where we can really go in depth. Um, And we also have some done for you services, a CRM and a few other options uh, that are available really to be customized for what needs, uh, whatever your needs might be and where you want to go. So uh, everything is available on bookmorebrides.com or if you can find us on Instagram, everything is bookmorebrides. Pretty easy to find. We'd love to connect. Perfect. Yeah. And I just popped that up there on the screen. And uh, for anybody listening in, of course, we'll link to all these resources in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. Thanks again, Kate, for making time for all of us and for sharing your both your experience and your expertise today as well. That was wonderful to talk with you. Thanks so much. 